0: Hello and welcome to the Biotalent podcast series. You are joined with myself, Lucy Neal, and my colleague and recruitment consultant, Owen Lavers. This series focuses on life sciences, interviewing world-renowned experts, thinkers, and specialist speakers on a diverse range of topics. Topics will cover a variety of elements to do with life sciences, including medical, clinical, regulatory, R&D, quality and tech ops. This is episode four, and today we are joined with Dr. Florin Muraru, a Global Regulatory Affairs CTA Team Lead at CSL Bering. With a career spanning over two decades in the pharma industry... Florin is a regulatory affairs executive with exposure to all steps of the registration process for pharmaceutical products, including CTAs, CP, MRP and national submission. Florin has notable experience to develop and manage regulatory teams. His last role saw Florin make a major contribution to the successful implementation of an innovative regulatory hub model service.
1: First and foremost, I was going to just ask for, I guess, a, a little quick introduction from yourself, I guess, mostly about what has inspired you to work within regulatory affairs and within regulatory strategy, and, and of course, what your experiences have been so far, really, in this
2: area. Yeah, thank you so much for, for this opportunity. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm a medical doctor' in education, and I work for more than 20 some years in pharma um, and uh, most of my, my experience is in regulatory and even I started in marketing <laughs> I switched after a few years in regulatory and it was just I fall in love with regulatory. I fall in love with uh, with the uh, possibility to uh, based on some very very clear rules to uh, to be able to develop products and to negotiate rules and to interpret the rules and to, the rules and to uh, put everything uh, in place to, to be able to provide medicine as faster as possible to the patients. And um, this actually the, is the main challenge. What You can have the best trials, you have the best results, uh, you, you can have the best products if they are not registered, therefore nothing. That means uh, the the this this link between whatever is done in clinical trials and the development of the product to have the product on the market to be accessible to the to the doctors and the patients was uh, uh, the the thing that actually passionate me uh, and uh, drive my my whole career and the last at least fifteen years of regulatory affairs in, uh, in my career.
1: That's brilliant. That's a really uh, really nice depiction of your kind of background and also nice to to understand your passion of course once you're doing something for for quite some time it's good that you have that passion for it still um which is clear and obviously something I've found um you know speaking with you and working with you so I guess with with that said obviously we're going to have some challenges coming up there have been challenges significant ones um what have been the main challenges for you within regulatory strategy so what have what have you found within regulatory strategy and um, the, the main challenges during this outbreak
2: yeah uh, and to be honest the challenges there are Keep my passion up <laughs> and uh because in regulatory you have challenges every single day and uh in strategy is definitely the way you you uh, need to put together the regulatory knowledge uh, to adapt the uh, the development of the product to the uh regulatory uh, guidelines um, and, and knowledge and to 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 put all this in the, the right uh, pot and to be sure that uh, at the end you have the, the perfect dish, you know, <laughs> combining all the information, the knowledge, uh, all the the data in uh, and facing with all the challenges that you might have, because the challenges might come from internal, from a regulatory strategies perspective, from the development of the product, the challenges are might come from, might come from, uh, 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 the results uh, itself of uh, the, the results of the product in the clinical trials, the challenges in the same time might come from the interpretation of, uh, of the de- data you have and the relation of the um, evaluators, assessors that uh, uh, definitely they, they look from scientific point of view of everything you, you provide in order to register the product, and to address and to plan these challenges and to address, uh, uh all the the uh, 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 eventual challenges ahead to be prepared for and to be able uh, uh, to be ready at any time to uh, to solve them and to overpass them mm-hmm. um, and actually as, as i started to, to say with, with my short consideration of right now actually was are uh, challenges every single day in regulatory affairs and more the um global pandemic situations, COVID-19 infections, were added more challenges and more struggles to this regulatory landscape.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. We, we, we've seen the impact on clinical development, haven't we? Um, so it's it's kind of inevitable that it has its, um, you know, it, it brings challenges, obviously, to, to your area. And, and I think that's something that, I guess, we're kind of having to tread somewhat carefully, although clinical development across Europe seems to be um, certainly Back up and running to, to at least a lesser extent but an extent nonetheless and um, so yeah I think things are, are looking better but I guess with with that said what do you think will be the the biggest challenges for, for the rest of perhaps even this year for, for regulatory strategy?
2: Um, the Actually the challenges in my opinion will be in two, two different directions one to stabilize the, uh, the regulatory landscape and the, all the guidelines that were um, developed by, um, by different uh, uh, member states and countries in, around the world um, in relation with um, the clinical development, in relation with marking authorizations, in relation with new products, and very, very important to address uh, in, in a very scientific uh, a very, uh, uh, um, uh, very the best way, but also very fast assessments of every new product that might address this disease, um, uh, and also even their treatments or or future vaccines. On another hand, one of the challenges that will be uh, um, for uh, agencies, but definitely will affect. Our uh, regulatory strategy will be eventually to align all these guidelines to be sure that you have predictability because this was the uh, the the biggest challenge in the last four four months the lack of predictability there were days where we prepare a submission or have uh, saturated interactions that. After one week, after the preparation, everything uh, the, the rules uh, uh, change, and actually everything will be in a different way. And um, on another hand, definitely apart from from uh, strict regulatory aspects, there are all the challenges of uh, the business environment because uh, we need to take to take in consideration the limitation of of uh, um, of uh, uh, the people of the the, the teams, the, the limitation they have in working, uh, the limitation to have meetings that definitely move eventually with health authorities, that moved in a way in uh, online and uh, as you do right now. But um, this sometimes affects the level of discussions and negotiations and arguments you have uh, and the way they are presented in order to be fully understandable by everybody and to be embraced when you have a good, strong, scientific proven uh, arguments, for example, for registry new products or regulatory strategy. Um, and on a- another, let's say, uh, challenge that we already face, um, uh, developing new indications and the, Actually, this, this was an incredible nice uh, uh, feature that I saw in the last four, four months for all companies. They were able to put a lot of, uh, of um, uh, resources and efforts and time to do things that in normal times will be taken 10 times more. And there were new clinical trials, there are new indications, there are vaccines that are starting to develop in 2 3 months usually there items that will be will taken years yeah and there will be challenges to, to to prove that the the indication that are for the drugs are safe and uh, uh, the efficiency for the patients who is with, with covid 19 infection and uh, as well uh, for the vaccines, will be apart from uh, demonstrating the efficacy, the efficiency of the uh, efficacy of the vaccines, to be sure from the logistical manufacturing point of view, they will be able to uh, to be provided to uh, to to the patients all, all, uh, in all world. Um, but again, we learn every single day. We learn new things uh, scientifically, regulatory new 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 things. Um, and we need to keep our flexibility very, very high, and uh, to, to keep us uh, available for any challenges that are coming. Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, I,
1: so that, I guess that gives us, um, you know, hope obviously for the future as well. Obviously, with some of the changes that will be, um, I guess, imparted as a result. You know, we're going to see a lot of that. I think, um, towards the end of the year. So, um, I guess that kind of puts us into. a a good point to discuss. Actually, the, the next uh, the next point. Um, You're obviously currently working um, at, at CSL Behring um, in, in a director level position. Um, from a leadership perspective, have you had to personally change or adapt during this time?
2: Oh yeah, and it's not only me. It, it was a whole team. Um, uh, the the challenges to to move the the work from home um even in three it was something that we used before but was uh, let's say in a, uh in a lesser extent uh, like now and uh definitely with less sometimes home challenges because uh, definitely we everybody try to adapt with the whole condition uh, not working in uh, let's say quite uh, uh, uh safe environment but Together with the family, with the kids uh, jumping around, and actually having everybody around sometimes was kind of new norm. And uh, having a, 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 in a meetings a, a background noise of kids uh, uh, playing or uh, uh, other stuff in the the house was absolutely normal. Because after then we invaded their space it's not the best of us, but definitely working from home was. Uh, um, a challenge for everybody that was not used to do this before, because in first, uh, um, uh, the first uh, moment, actually, they um, uh, they didn't manage to split the time between business and personal time and uh, uh, started to work more. Of course, on top of, uh, of this were all the challenges and submissions that were mandatory because of uh, the the pandemic situation. For different areas, clinical development, clinical trials, uh, new, new products that are mandatory. Um, but this actually um, created and changed a little bit, or more, I will say, not only, not only a little bit, the view how the people can interact. And uh, after four months working mostly remotely from home, um, actually noticed that the efficiency, the ideas, the uh, uh, people interactions, even online uh, were not less or not decreased for the moment before. And actually this was good because the company was able to to adapt very fast to, to these uh, challenges. Uh, but definitely uh, longer hours uh, on, on uh, to work, uh, more challenges, and uh, definitely keeping up at any time to, to react to them and to, to address well, I, think, I think
1: that's that's really interesting and i think as well and um, we can't forget of course the just the, the change in our day day. you know um, i think we were speaking about this before pre you know about um having the difference between the week and the weekend and um, you know having difference between when you can switch off from work and, and when you can't and um, Generally speaking, of course, we've seen an extension of the working data to some extent, but perhaps as well, that's something that the industry can perhaps benefit from by being a little bit more agile. Um, as you mentioned, things moving more quickly as a result of perhaps some more agile practices, which could be one of the, the lasting impacts of um, of COVID-19 on, on regulatory strategy. Um, I guess from, from your end, and this will be interesting to find because both obviously, Based on the fact that you you know you, you live in Switzerland, um, you're working in a, a global farmer. Um, what do you think the lasting impact of COVID nineteen will be um, on the industry? Particularly, maybe let's talk partially about regulatory strategy, but also, I guess, you know, the day to day.
2: Um, definitely, as a beginning hit, that in any. Any other industry, because uh, uh, every company uh, was, let's uh, in, in in the position to change uh, all the processes around to be sure they they protect the most, uh, not really the vulnerable, but the most important part of the of the employees that are really working in in the factories. Yeah, they are really. <laughs> if if uh, if we don't protect them, actually, we'll not be able to have the products on the market. Um, and, um, uh, but all the, uh, all the change that we uh, address in the last few months actually, in my opinion, will have a positive impact more as you also mentioned that actually the companies shows that might be more agile. They company, the company, they, they, the company um, uh, can address in a different way the, uh, uh, when it's needed to have very fast results and uh, urgent results. The, the energy, the positive energy I saw in, in this period of time uh, developing and thinking to my ideas if the products that are marketed can be also used uh, in, in uh, uh, treating the patients with COVID-19 in dealing with development of new vaccines. Actually, this is incredible. And actually, the, I think that uh, um, the effort of the whole industry to uh, to address this, and it's not only for a uh, uh They're not only thinking to money. And I definitely saw a lot of companies, including CSL bearing They're not really interested in in in, uh, in money. CSL bearing is uh, a part uh, with Takeda and other big companies in creating uh, an, a very strong alliance for developing um, a hyperimmune plasma product. Yeah, and Cecil Bering is not interested in, in, uh, in the profits here. They are part of the alliance, alliance because they have a huge network of uh, um, uh, plasma collection centers in US and around the world. And they can use these plasma collection centers to collect uh, plasma for COVID-19 uh, patients, uh, former patients, yeah. And to provide a product that can save thousands, thousands of lives around the world, yeah and actually the this was very interesting and even to create an alliance with your competitor in order to provide a better product for the sick of patients nothing else behind this is an incredible way how the world reacted how the industry reacted to to this uh, uh, to this pandemic situation and i think in a way This show us the good of of us in in any of us in industry. This shows that we can be more agile and very important also because going back to regulatory, that shows that even regulatory can be more agile. With studies that are approved by big uh, 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 agencies, like MHRA, being able to provide an assessment of a study and approval in two, up to three, four days, where a uh, uh, new product in an assessment that can take a few weeks instead of six months, this was incredible effort for them as well. And the, the regulatory world actually reacted very, very fast and uh, in a very good way. But up to then, as mentioned. Um, open new possibilities for the industry, open new possibilities in regulatory strategy. Even I saw regulatory authorities are, uh, let's say adapted to be more open to the new uh, ideas, to uh, adaptive clinical trials, to basket clinical trials, to foster assessments for critical products. I think uh, all the lessons learned in in this uh, uh, first wave of pandemic situation where create a very good base for our future collaboration and for development of new products in the benefit of the patients. Yeah,
1: no, I think you've, you've outlined, I guess, a, a lot of the reasons to be hopeful. Um, and a lot, I think a lot of improvements the industry um, can make. Um, and perhaps as well, you know, as you said, it's a, perhaps, you know, an evolution of of, a, of, a, of the, the industry you know we're seeing that things can be happening more quickly in a more agile manner and um, things that perhaps we wouldn't have thought about or didn't conceive really um, this time last year but we can see what people are capable of when they're putting their minds to it and um, no, I, I really really appreciate your um your kind of overview of, of that because I think it's it's something that a lot of the industry perhaps wouldn't necessarily always think about and I think it gives us a really good time to reflect on the other point is now we're kind of fingers crossed at least um entering a, a safer more stable phase of the pandemic where um generally speaking the, the cases and so on are um dropping you know so um fingers crossed then things can continue to do so until we have the vaccine in place and, and things can at least be um adapted you know life can be adapted so um for yourself, obviously just out of interest, and this is speaking more broadly about the, perhaps the rest of this year. And um, I mean, outside of work even, what are your aspirations for, for the rest of this year? Obviously we've got some more to be hopeful for now, I think certainly as, um, you know, flight bans and so on are, are, will be lifted. And, um, you know, obviously, you're, like you said, you're, you're on holiday yourself now, but um, what are your kind of aspirations for the rest of this year? Um, personally, uh, really, other than profession.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward just to to uh, to uh, to have some some break because uh, the last few months were very very intense. I will say, uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking forward to 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 have my son uh, and to to uh, to limit, let's say, to to some uh, s- uh, sizing. Uh, and hiking in Switzerland, they're incredible nice places there. And I'm, I'm definitely, I need to, to to go there. And it's nice to, to be, let's say, on a safe country on the safe side and also uh, in a incredible nice places. And just to, to recharge me for the next period, because uh, this, uh, <laughs> I also expect from from the autumn, uh, all the uh, regulatory activities that are already planned right now to to be more uh, closer to implementation and um, to 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 solve all the challenges that for sure that will uh, be uh, will be at the time um, and yeah actually um, I, I say positive yeah I'll say that uh, we have. A lot of lessons learned from the first wave. A lot of lessons learned that will be uh, 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 right uh, um, addressed and directed uh, will be able to manage better uh, the eventually the second wave and to have uh, to, to to lower the peaks any anywhere worldwide and to to. Uh, Meantime, to have access to better treatments, more targeted treatments, and address to to every patient because a lot of patients are so so different. Um, But overall, actually, I'm positive. I I saw uh, uh, even after the second wave will be better addressed, and will be a lot, a lot of positive things. Even for the overall economy, what I saw the the stimulus that were injecting in the economy uh uh they will be very useful uh in the rest of the year and most 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 probably in the sec- uh, next year will be visible in the in the results and yeah um, as long the, the this will be good it will be everybody for everybody good <laughs>
1: yeah definitely definitely and um, it's nice to finish on a, i think um a positive note because we, we've seen you know the um the detrimental impact it's had for people um, personally, professionally across the industry. Um, but generally speaking, you, you've kept a really positive tone about your own work um, you know, about the, the future for, for regulatory strategy, but also, um, you know, personally, you know, the good thing is you have now a, a good time to, to reflect hopefully, and uh, yeah, have some uh, much needed time off, um because it's uh as, as you said it's important to, to recharge the batteries but um thank you very much florine for, for your time Um it's been a pleasure speaking with you as always and um yeah i look forward to um to obviously staying in touch with you but i really do appreciate your time um today um and uh supporting us with this podcast as i think um it'll be really useful um you know for, for our industry going forward to, to be more open with the industry experts to get a, a different perspective, but um, enjoy the, the rest of your holiday um, with the family and um, I hope you have some good weather and enjoy some um, uh, some downtime with the family.
2: Yeah, thank you so much, thank you for inviting me uh, in, in this, uh, it was a really pleasure, yeah I definitely, I'll, I'll take you. Actually, actually the, the weather is absolutely incredible and uh, yeah. Perfect, uh, perfect. That movie. Thank <laughs> you.
1: You've you, you, you got on a good week. Thank you, sorry. I'll speak yeah. to you soon.
0: Thanks again, Florin and Owen, for an insightful discussion on the pandemic challenges and agile processes in regulatory affairs and twenty twenty onwards. Biotalent Social is part of Biotalent. We are a life sciences recruitment consultancy based in London and Europe. If you'd like to discuss all things life sciences recruitment related, visit our website on www.biotalent.com. Thanks for listening. We are passionate about what we do and how we do it. After all, it's in our DNA.